Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk, producer and host of the Public Relations Review podcast. When I conceived this program, my idea was to provide public relations practitioners with a wide variety of solid, useful information and guidance from public relations professionals across America. And we are doing that. I will continue to cover important topics such as crisis communications and artificial intelligence and other such important topics. But I will also address other issues such as diversity in public relations, marketing to women, public relations trends, various data concerns, and much more. From time to time, I will also invite vendors of public relations products on to help you better understand how these products can improve your efficiency and your effectiveness. You will learn a lot from our podcast, so thank you for listening, and please inform your colleagues about the Public Relations Review podcast and continue listening. Thank you so very much. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. As many of you know, the Hispanic market in the U.S. is the fastest growing segment of our population. As of 2016, approximately 55 million Hispanics lived in the U.S. By 2060, the number is expected to grow to 27%, and they have serious buying power. In 2012, Hispanics spent about $2.2 billion in e- online commerce alone. The total U.S. Hispanic market has a buying power of nearly $1.3 trillion. That is larger than the economies of all but 13 countries in the world. Does your organization have the know-how to put together a program to make marketing to Hispanic target populations successful? Well, my guest today can handle that for you. Armenda Mendy Figueroa is a recognized leader in traditional and multicultural direct and digital marketing fields. Prior to launching Latin to Latin, Mendy was project director for Scholastic Media and oversaw the launch of the children's TV series Maya and Miguel, the number one new TV show for kids on PBS. She previously has held senior marketing positions at the Bravo Group, the Young uh, young Rubicon Agency, and Univision.com, Verizon, and Anheuser-Busch. Armenda is a frequent presenter at industry seminars and conferences and is a board member of the Hispanic Federation of New York and among others. She has been recognized by El Dario La Prensa and is one of the 50 most influential Latinas. Please welcome Mindy Figueroa from the delightful city of for Lauderdale, Florida, for joining us today. Mindy, how are you today? How are you, Peter? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you so much for the nice introduction, and uh, and I'm delighted to be uh, in your show. Thank you so much. Well, as I set this up, you know, the Hispanic population obviously is the fastest-growing segment of our population, and they have tremendous buying power. So many organizations and groups want to know how can we effectively reach that market. So that's why I ask you, what advice do you give to to organizations and clients that you deal with as to how to go about being successful there? Absolutely. Um, it all starts with homework. We, you know, we are just as any other segment in the, in the 
population or a segment that a company wants to establish a relationship with, uh, where it has to be a win-win situation. We have to, I always compare this to dating. You know, when you date, you're take care of understanding the other person's wants and needs, uh, their nuances, their likes, and so forth. So it is uh, utilizing the same analogy to the Latino market or to any other niche market that any corporation wants to establish a relationship with. We should take this as a dating game. So it starts with doing, uh, make understanding the, the uh, insights about the Latino market. Yes, demographics are super important, and you mentioned some of the critical numbers, which makes this not a good-to-do type of project. It is the necessity of any corporation that wants to establish growth opportunities and accelerate the growth into this uh, growing segment of the population. The second aspect of that is data. Data is important. Understanding what are the numbers, understanding you know where where everything starts. So that's how we came about a tool called Latin Rig Assessment. And basically, we went around asking some of our corporate clients and other organizations, are you Latin ready? Are you ready to establish a relationship with this segment of the population? And it starts in three different buckets. It starts, uh, you know, what we identify was operationally, how are you ready to speak the language or to communicate in a relevant way with this organization? That could start from your 800 number. That could start with ECS, your web page, your collateral material. Uh, your understanding of your sales force, if it's bilingual or, or represents the, the target that you want to go after. Then is the financial aspect of it. Many times, believe it or not, Peter, we, I was in, in, in boardrooms where we were saying, we got to do something about the Hispanic market. And I don't know why this number came coming up. Oh, we have fifteen thousand dollars for a pilot project. Because I, I don't know where people, I don't know what people came about with that number. Is that fifteen thousand dollars? Okay. Oh, yes. And in in a week, I'm sorry, in a month, we need to see results. Really? Um, so with that in mind, uh, we that's how we started with the with the coming with the Latino. Uh, with a Latin rate assessment, and uh, it's a proprietary tool that we developed and we package in terms of understanding how we could help organizations tackle in a in a very programmatic, uh, pragmatic way with the with this audience. So the third aspect of that column, so the tool basically takes three different pillars: organizational, operational, financial, and emotional. So in the financial, you know, we have to have a commitment of certain dollars in order to make this successful. Any project in any organization is assigned a team, is assigned an ambassador, is assigned a project leader, and a budget to it, and a period of time to make it happen. And then the emotional aspect of it is, it's the, what, it's the, what basically translates into the communication, because that communication is both internal and external. One of the things that we find through the tool is that there's a disconnect with what the field level think about strategically about these segments or this niche marketing, and believe me, it applies to other niche markets as well, not just the Latino market. And what the middle management and what the trenches, the people in the trenches, believe they're doing. Usually there's a huge gap. So in this tool, we're able to identify what is perception about the C-level versus the mid-level managers and then the people in the trenches. And sometimes the people in the trenches are more in tune with what's going on in the, in the marketplace with this particular segment than the people at the field level or the people at the mid-level. And then uh, when we identify that, we, we basically not only bring it up to their attention, but we're able to map out a way to close the gap so that we have a unified front 
and were able to create both an emotional connection with the project internally and as well as externally. Make sense? It, it does. A question that I have is, as we move forward, do you begin to segment the Hispanic market? Uh, you know, maybe there's someone from Mexico, there might be some group from Chile or others. Is that a big consideration? Absolutely. We, the, the new, being with people that are from the community, like myself, we understand these nuances and we understand the differences and the commonalities between the different nationalities. There's 23 different Hispanic nationalities, 23 different countries from Latin America for South America and Central America. And if you include, if you sum everybody under the Hispanic label, that will include also people from Spain. So taking that in consideration, what we try to do as smart marketers is look at the commonalities, focus on the commonalities of how we can convey a message that is that is going to be understood and is going to be uh, embraced by, by all nationalities within the Hispanic market. But keeping in the back of your head that for some audience, for some um, groups, there may be certain elements that have to, that resonate more than others. And the idea here is to become culturally relevant. So taking that in consideration, for instance, you know, in the Hispanic market across the board is a commonality. We, we, we usually start with the, depending on the audience, but most, for the most part, we start with the form of respect. Usted, you know, Mr. or Mrs. It's a way of us showing respect to the organization, to the segment. Um, we sometimes also call it a way to get licensed to market. How do we tap into some organizations within the Latino market that are relevant or are providing social services, activity support, community activism, and so forth, that, that we can rally those leaders and, and understand and develop a dialogue and understand what are the needs of that community. That is very important in the Latino community, the same way that is important in the African-American community to engage the uh, leaders of their religious organizations, right? for activation. So yes, indeed, you take that in consideration. You need to know that, you know, we are going to be very different. There may be a common ground of language, some some heritage elements coming from the fact that, you know, we all, one way or the other, were affected by the conquistadores or Spain influence in our countries of origin. And that, you know, the New Americas represented new new ways of uh, dynamics that, that we have to take in consideration. Now, do you still find organizations that try to put together Hispanic programs that are simply replicas of other things that they have done without making any changes at all and, and maybe just ask, well, just translate this into Spanish and, and let's go with it? Unfortunately, there is uh, still that happening in the marketplace. You know, people, of course, you know, everything's about the money and everything's about uh, cutting cor- corners, but you can cut corners in a in a way. It, you know, and I'm calling cut corners very loosely. It, it's about engaging the right uh, the right person that has the the knowledge and the experience in the marketplace in order to show you the path of how to better uh, take that inf- that basic product information and convert it into something that is cu- current that is culturally relevant and that is going to be transcreated, and that's the word that we use, transcreated into the proper way where it's going to be be meaningful to the Latino that you're trying to go after. So yes, the uh, quick 
answer is they're still going uh, that, but at the same time, there's been a huge movement towards organizations understanding that they can go with a uh, cookie cutter to, to their segments. And in general, we're knowing that personalized marketing is, is, the, is the way to go with anything from artificial intelligence, uh, predicting behaviors and so forth, no matter whether you're Hispanic, African-American, or just part of the general market space, personalized marketing, it is the way it's going to be and predicting that particular need. Uh, so I think what it does is like the Hispanic, I mean, the, the I guess the uh, multicultural marketing component gets accentuated and by utilizing AI as part of the predicting factor by, by including the cultural content and the cultural context. You know, that's interesting. Could you give me a little bit more information that you said the AI piece of it? Because I think that's a growing trend. How is that going to be used to help people make decisions in, in their marketing plans? Absolutely. Hispanics overall, the language is one factor, but there's other different elements that make you a Hispanic, traditions, culture, food, and so forth. If you have tools that allows you to identify and predict a Latino with a surname of, let's say, my surname, Figueroa, but I'm consuming English media versus Spanish media. I'm going digitally into other tools, and I'm, I'm searching uh, online activity that is going to be culturally relevant. And I'm going to go to a particular event because there's heritage, there's uh, traditions, and so forth. All that data starts being collected, and then you're able to better uh, profile the target that you want to go after and then serve up the type of activities and messaging that they want to they want to receive. So I think that, that we move forward into the digital sphere and we're going to be able to be more targeted with the kind of messaging that people want to want to receive and they obtain to receive because that is totally relevant to them. So I think that that's, that's where it's going. It could be different ways of uh, being um, manifested, but I think in general, broad terms, that's where we're heading. Further in terms of getting buy-in, I think that was one of the earlier issues that you found important, is that organizations perhaps need to get the buy-in in the C-suite for events and activities really to be successful. Would you suggest that as well? Yes, you definitely has to start from the top, but it needs to be trickled down through the different layers of, of organization because the C-level doesn't execute. It's the people below them that are going to execute and believe in making this happen. So when the C-level provides the direction and the, direct, the, the approval, if you will, for budgets for the three, the three areas that we talked about internally, he's walking the, he or she is walking the, the uh, talk there's operational systems in place and there is a financial commitment to make this happen, then you need a champion. And the champion needs to understand that this is, needs to be measured in the same way that any other initiative in the business will be. There needs to be KPIs, there needs to be milestones, there needs to be the right team around that ambassador that or sponsor that is going to make this happen in a very successful way. Seen it happening various organizations from Scholastic uh, to Anheuser-Busch and others, and, and it's critical. But, but the most important thing is we have to, the, the people that are going to make this happen are going to be the people a mid-level and below mm-hmm. uh, in terms of execution. So, but it needs to strategically, first of all, it needs to be 
a strategy developed, very clear and, and crisp from the top with the necessary resources so that it can be then manifested and be successful. And I've seen many successful stories with organizations that follow that protocol. One of the other ways, of course, of getting people to get involved and seeing that it's successful is to look at their competitors. Is Mm -hmm. that part of your strategy to say, well, fine, you are in this particular business. Look at what they are doing and how successful they are. We can help you begin to get to that level as well. Absolutely. This is part of the the part of Latin race assessment is actually doing what we call a competitive uh, environmental scan. And we looked at best practices, we looked at case studies, we look at the, the, the entity as it stands within, with it, within its ecosystem. And it's important to identify that. It's important to recognize where you position yourself versus others. And we're not going to be all the same. We are going to be very different and maintaining the, that, that uh, personality to convey a message is, is critical, your own voice. That this brand has to have their own voice within the Latino market. It doesn't mean that you have to be like brand X or one, brand Z, but you need to be aware of what they're doing. And if they're not doing anything, you have a great opportunity to, to corner the market. If, if they're doing some activities, how can you be different and, and get a piece of that market too? Well, because of what you call Latin ready, that assessment, I thought that was so unique. Would you speak a little bit more about the program that you have and perhaps how our listeners could access that? Right, absolutely. We basically, it's a quantitative and qualitative tool. Uh, we have developed an argo- algorithm uh, that allows us to basically portray that we're in a, it's a snapshot where each individual is within the organization. We take a sample of about 30 individuals from the C-level, mid-level, all the way down to the trenches who are having direct a direct uh, relationship with the customer, and we send them a, uh, a survey. It's a link. They will have, it's customized to each individual organization. And the survey is both quantitative. On the quantitative side, there's a weighted questions, and they come out in a spectrum. And it's a Latin ready assessment spectrum. It's anonymous. But then we're able to look, like I mentioned before, at the, the operational level, where those employees are versus the mid-level versus the C-level. And we see the gap between them as how they're communicating whether they're, they're not seeing the same strategy, right? So we adjust that. Then on a qualitative side, we're able to understand, you know, what do they believe about the organization or not? Let me, let me just say one thing. When we ask C-level people, mid-level people, or people at the trenches, what is the per contribution in terms of revenue of the Hispanic market to your total bottom line? And they don't know the answer. That is scary. Mm-hmm. Very scary. So that is the one question that is in all of our surveys. Why? Because if you don't know what this market brings to your bottom line, first of all, you're missing the boat. Number two, uh, that it, uh, obviously opens up a, a view of where, you know, the sea level might be interested in growing the market, but if they don't know what the market potential is, so there's no strategy behind it, right? So when we start working with some of the organization, that is a basic question we start asking. If you haven't determined what is the contribution of revenue, what is the cost to do business with this or this group, and what do they bring to the table, that's the basic questions to, to, the, to this tool. 
Then after the tour, we surveyed the 30 people. We obviously provided a very thorough uh, report on it, both quantitative and qualitative. And, uh, and we provide a roadmap. We identify the gaps and we say, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what we didn't hear. So we are able to bring uh, different angles of, of uh, uh, insights that they may not know. And then we put uh, recommendations short-term, uh, short mid-term, and long-term. And that also allows us to put a roadmap in play in terms of the, uh, how they can move the needle. And everything has to be measured in terms of what is the, the short-term, what is going to bring to the bottom line. Mid-term, what is going to bring, what is, how are we going to move sales or services sold or you know, patients that we, that we bring to the table if it's a hospital or students that we enroll if it's a higher education organization, which is two of the areas that we work with uh, tremendously. So that's the report, and that basically becomes the go-to-market uh, plan, and we turn it over to the client. The client can decide to uh, implement it on their own, or we become the agency to project manage and to execute the entire plan. So the, the relationship can be you know, short-term or, uh, or long-term. Well, as comprehensive as that package is, do you pretty much concentrate around the Fort Lauderdale area, or are you just open to going anywhere in the nation? No, we happen to, I always say to my, to my clients, for Lord, it was, it's where we have the headquarters and it's where I usually sleep. <laughs> but I travel everywhere in the country and I, I just came from Houston, Texas. We had a wonderful project going on there about women, Latina women in the workforce. It's a research, uh, pretty much a, elements of the Latin reassessment that we implemented implementing there and we're going next to Chicago. Our clients are anywhere in the United States is people that uh, organizations rather that want to establish a relationship with the Latino market and they want experts from the Latino market to provide them the, the assistance to do that. We also work with uh, Latino owned organizations that are based here in the United States or are based outside of the United States and they're looking to expand in the in the United States with, within the Latino market and outside the Latino market. And we've been working with various different organizations, especially recently from Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria uh, hit the island and, and many uh, established organizations there looked at the opportunity to grow or to follow those Puerto Ricans that were, that, that were displaced because of, of uh, Hurricane Maria. Now they're being very successful establishing their brands here in the Florida market as well as other markets across the nation. So, so we do both, mm-hmm. and it's nationwide. Uh, just a quick question, because you brought up uh, the business about uh, the hurricanes and so forth, do you do any business with the uh, uh, the federal government? Uh, I don't do business with the federal government uh, directly. We have done a project with the USDA to do uh, my plate as a subcontractor of another general market agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, right now we're working very closely with the uh, with uh, sections of the uh, Puerto Rican government to uh, to help them whether they are exporting their businesses to the United States or to bring potential business opportunities to those organizations here in the United States that want to take advantage of ta- tax incentives in Puerto Rico and they want to and and also grants that are available for rebuilding the island and sustainability. You know, let, let me say, Mindy, this has been a very very fascinating conversation sort of in closing, has there, have I missed anything that you think should know about being effective with the Hispanic uh, population? 
Abdul, uh, I just want to reiterate what you just said at the beginning. The numbers speak for themselves. This is not a matter of if. This is a matter of when your organization is going to get involved with the Latino market. This is the tremendous growth. Latinos do tend once they establish a relationship with a particular brand. They tend to be very loyal, and and it could be a very rewarding opportunity in terms monetarily. They were in a business space to develop a relationship with the Latino market. Well, in closing, is there a way that uh, listeners can get in touch with you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Latin2Latin.com or L2Lmarketing.com are ways to reach out to us or the number... I mean, they, I, you know, they can call me or email me. Uh, my email is uh, mindy at latintolatin.com. And if not, the telephone number is uh, 954-376-4800. And thank you, Peter, for the opportunity to talk about something I'm very passionate about. Well, Mindy, thank you for joining us because I think it's a very, very important uh, subject. With the fast-growing Hispanic population, folks need to know how to prepare themselves to effectively and efficiently uh, go after the Hispanic uh, marketplace. So let me once Absolutely. again thank you so very, very much for joining the Public Relations Review. And uh, please uh, tell your friends and join us again for the very next edition of the Public Relations Review. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us.